It's a very good afternoon and welcome along to Philip Rankin. Interesting topic today, you're talking about the thyroid. A lot of people have problems with this. We've got a very special guest, David Marston. He's one of the experts in his field. Uh, and David, welcome to the program. Today is about... Yeah, today is about um, talking about the thyroid, particularly um, the low thyroid, so hypo thyroidism. Something that I'm grateful for is always coming in contact with amazing people and someone that I would go to if there was a thyroid problem is yourself. Now you've been a naturopath for how long? I've been a naturopath for 17 years. Right. uh, And of that, six years has been in um, working with Peter, Peter Marlon. And and gee, things must have changed (laughs) over the time. Hugely, hugely. I remember when I first started, it was very, very simple. Very um, complicated, um, but now as as time has gone, we can see more issues coming forward, and we can see that the thyroid is one of those ones that I'm treating more and more every day. So, so explain the thyroid. Um, you mentioned today. We'll just talk about underactive. Yeah, yeah. Look, the thyroid is very complicated, and I've found that you know it'd be take too much of the time to talk about hyper or hypo so we're just going to concentrate about with the low thyroid so that's called what we call hypo and and what's it actually do okay the thyroid thyroid is involved well i'll try and make it very simple but basically i think everybody thinks that the thyroid is involved with metabolism okay so it's a heat generating um, organ so it helps with um, lots of body temperature you know energy those sort of things but also remember that the thyroid is it's such a little organ in the just in the throat area, just about here, about the size of a walnut, mm-hmm. um, and yet it influences every single cell in the body, every single cell. So quite often we just think, oh, it's just with heat and temperature and all that, but just think how much influences the other cells are. If it's if it's if it's connected to influencing every cell, then if something's going wrong. The thyroid's going to be involved. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's a key thing, and you know it's not. It's looking at you know quite often. I'll I'll have a patient in who has ve- a number of symptoms. They have, might have weight gain, um, energy low, um, you know, number of things. You know, maybe some Di- constipation, digestive, digestive problems. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling a bit stressed, mm. and you think. You know, and then you're instantly sort of thinking they've been. This has been happening for a number of years. Yeah, let's go to food. Let's uh, yeah, fix the yeah, problem. That, go to that's food. The, yeah, and so you can get very complicated and issues. But we've got to realise that that in treating that person, you might sort of think, okay, well, we've got to look at the thyroid, how that is influencing that. So we'll we'll do some um, testing or whatever needs to be done to visualise it. Is it close to what we know as the Adam's apple? Yeah, very similar. There, it's about it's about the size of a walnut, and it's we call it the shape of a butterfly. So and can, can it be sore? Can it be swollen? Can um, it can be swelling. It can swell up. So we'll get something like a goiter. You've probably heard of that, mm-hmm. where you'll get a swelling, um, but it's not. It's it's such a, a very minor. Um, can it be damaged? Yeah, yeah. So what will happen is the cells that that will be um, affected get damaged. Let's so then, then of course, the function of that whole um, organ becomes less effective. Of course, singing so, in the shower. You mean? Though, though? <laughs> yeah, lots of that. Lots yeah, of that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, it's it's such a little. What I what I'm fascinated about it's such a little organ, but it has a big impact on. And it does so much. And it does so much that that we've we can't under, underestimate the power of what that little organ has.
What are some of the things that it can do or it can impact on if it's not acting well? Okay, so, well, the biggest thing, of course, is weight gain. So we'll notice weight gain, cold hands, cold feet. But one of the other things that may not be picked up is actually things like carpal tunnel. So you'll get carpal tunnel. You get parenthesis where you get that tingling sensation. So a lot of times... These will become, because they're not so common, they're not the common ones that you'll, you'll come across. You'll, you'll notice that, you know, the weight gain and all that. But these are some of the other things that get misdiagnosed and they're not, they're not um, picked up. Yeah. Depression is another one. Right. Yeah. So, so you'll get, you know, that's another one that we've got to think because the tie in between the adrenals and the thyroid is there. So you can't sort of, um, you know, you can't sort of... Um, go with you know, taking that into consideration as well. If you have any issues with thyroid and you'd like to share with us today, you can do that on 49216216 here for Health and Wellbeing. So, so the indigestion issues it, um, in a naturopathic terms, it's really um, it's, it's quite possible that we're, we're going towards an indigestion issue that's causing weight and completely disregarding the thyroid not, mm. and, and not mm. getting to it in, in good time. Yeah, yeah. So you, you really need to take, and I, I guess this is the big thing that, that as a naturopath what we want to do is not just you know, look at the thyroid as, as that person. We want to look at the whole person and understand that you know, indigestion, you know, um, circulation, heart, cholesterol, they're all important and they can all be... Uh, affected by the thyroid. You brought up just a great point. Naturopathically, you don't look at if you like yeah. the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. We, we're we're treating the whole person, and that's that's the key thing. I like to think of a person not when they come in. They say, "I've got a thyroid issue." I don't think them as miss, Mrs. or Mrs. Thyroid. I want to think them as as the whole the this is the whole person and we want to treat the whole person yeah that's great yeah. that's great working yeah. with great people now david philip i have helen on the phone and she has thyroid issues great. Okay. hi helen might have to turn your radio down helen or it'll feedback if you turn that radio up how can we help you um is the thyroid can it be hereditary most definitely most definitely it can be yep because my mother hers went to a goiter uh, okay yep yep so that's the next step yeah so um, most, you know, like in, in women, um, with, um, hereditary, it's about, it's fairly high. It's one of the highest, uh, hereditary, um, I suppose, problems that people can get. And Helen, the, um, you would have heard just briefly now that David's mentioning there's so much you can do, even though you may have a propensity from your inheritance um, there's so much you can do to actually sidestep those issues. Mm. Do you th- there's um, things like not only have you got the thyroid, but there may be some um, things that have led to that, like stresses, you know, um, depression, etc., um, gut issues. So these are all the things that have led to this genetic propensity to occur. Okay, yeah. so so it's not just treating. Okay, we've got the goiter, but think of all those other things that are also driving that as well. All right. Yes. Thank you so much for your call there, Helen. We hope that helped. Emma, hello, Emma. Oh, hi there. I just wanted to touch base in regards to the thyroid. I have an underactive thyroid that's been diagnosed for about six years. Um, and recently, like, I do lead quite a stressful life, but recently I've just been diagnosed with alopecia areata, um, so the, you know, loss of hair. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I just wondered, being both 
autoimmune diseases if there is some link between the two. Okay. So have you got the Hashimoto's, have you? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. What's the Hashimoto's? Sorry. Oh, that's an autoimmune thyroid. So oh, you can okay. So you can have um, just not thyroid that is hypo. And you can have Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune. So there's obviously something that's leading to this this, um, alopecia. So the immune system is probably um, upset. So you've got to look at the causes of what's triggering the immune system. So it could be infection, inflammation, or um, uh, oxidative stress. So they're the three things that drive that. Okay. Now, but also remember that with... Um, alopecia, you've mentioned that stress is a big driver and the thyroid is involved in that. So you can see that perhaps there's that we need to sort of look at um, managing that that thyroid a little bit better. Um, Sure, okay. Yeah, so it's it's, obviously it's it's not being, are you on medication at the moment? Yes, yeah, I'm on thyroxin. It has just been increased as well. Yeah, yeah. Did that um, help with the um, levels? Your thyroid um, levels? I'm, I'm yet to go back for the six-week check since it has been increased. Yep. But, look, I could notice the difference, like the symptoms of being cold all over mm-hmm, again mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, you know, the regular kind of underactive thyroid issues that you yeah, feel. Yeah, um, yeah. I did notice that, which is what prompted me to go and get another yeah, blood yeah. test just to check the yeah, levels. So. Yeah. Um, Emma, you sound like a lovely person and you shouldn't have this. Um, well, listen, listen, boys, Peter's away. Let's just jump in here. Emma, if you'd like to come and see David, just complimentary, um, sort through that problem. It's something that you don't have yeah, to have. I'd love to, love to have a talk to okay, you. Okay, so that hold on be... the line. Yep, we've, okay. we've got your well-being in our hands. Yep. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Emma. Yes. Now, let's just concentrate on this for a moment, David. You mentioned that stress plays a major part. Why, why is the thyroid so sensitive to stress and what's going on with you? Okay, so when we look at stress, it um, uh, releases various hormones, namely cortisol. So cortisol is an active part which gives us that ability to run away from the tigers or the, get us away from those situations. To survive. Yeah, to survive. So, but what actually happens is that it has a major impact with the thyroid in how effective those hormones that are produced by the, the thyroid are utilised with every single cell in the body. So the effectiveness of those cells become less. So, so the yeah. period of time, this is the difference, is that Emma's, Emma may be under stress for a longer period oh, during course. the day. absolutely. It, it doesn't uh, cease after, say, 10 mm. minutes when mm. you've got away from the tiger. Yeah. It goes on for yeah, four that's or five right. hours. Yeah. And usually when we look at hair, um, that's a three-month thing anyway. Yes. So usually you'll find that um, the stress will be, I think she mentioned six, six months ago or six that she years, had. actually. Yeah, she's had this, and then quite often it'll take something that's, uh, like a big reaction um, three three months ago, and then all of a sudden that's when her hair starts to – she starts to lose that hair. Mm-hmm. So usually it takes three months before you'll notice the hair loss before it, before it actually comes right, up. Right, so David, diagnosing that in understanding – if the thyroid and it, it, is the thyroid part of the problem, how did, has that diagnosed? Okay, so mainly what they do is they diagnose that through a blood test. Okay, now firstly they'll just um, measure that with what they call a thyroid panel, which will just be a TSH, and now which is measuring actually that doesn't actually measure the thyroid. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but that actually measures the pituitary effect on the thyroid. 
So this particular um, – now, if that's showing up as irregular, then they'll measure the other active um, ingredients. Right. But we've also got to look at all the other sub-factors um, as well, say like zinc, um, um, you know, like um, selenium, iodine. You know, all these other factors also need to be taken into consideration because they're, effect- they're important. You're listening to Health and Wellbeing with our wellness consultant, Philip Rankin, and special guest, David Maston. Bob, hi. Welcome. You're in the house. How can we help you? Oh, well, I'm all but 80, and uh, <clears throat> I gather you could live without your thyroid gland. <laughs> um, well, how effective you live without the thyroid gland is another question, I suppose. Did you well, ha- I was diagnosed yes. at 18. My neck went to the size of a grapefruit, and I was in the bush, and I was sent to Sydney. And uh, oddly enough, an American doctor uh, performed surgery, and as far as I know, it was taken out. Okay, yep, yep. And... Uh, so you've been on thyroid medication ever since? I've been on nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. So, there, so, there is about a year out of my life after that surgery. Um, for what reason, I don't know. My parents never discussed it. I only found out from my parents, um, oh, heavens, in recent years, just before their death, that I'd had that was they said I had cancer of the thyroid gland and had been removed. Right, that's very interesting. So, um, David, can I ask you that? It's great to hear from men. Yeah, obviously, men can get it too. Yeah, yeah, it it does. It, it happens more commonly with women, but yeah, men. I do have got some. Do um, the female hormones play a role in that? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So estrogen levels and stuff like that. So the, there's a greater propensity I I've seen with um with women but men do definitely um it's it's uh, the thyroid obviously is an integral part of our being it can come out people do get it taken yep, out what, yep. what happens in normally if that's getting taken? well well normally what would happen is um they would have to naturally they can't we can't live without the um hormones that the thyroid produces so they would synthesize synthetically um, give you thyroxine or whatever medication. That's the normal pr- um, procedure they would do. And it's, it's going to attempt to take the place Absolutely, yeah. of breaking but, down digestion. But, yeah, but, would that be an extreme case to actually take the whole thyroid? Take- uh, it's actually becoming more and more common, um, but it would only be if that the thyroid is actually diseased or the actual cells have actually broken down. So it would only be in those those um, severe cases that they would do that. You, yeah. you mentioned stress. Uh, Helen and Emma mentioned stress. Yeah, it's a big factor, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's huge. It's, you know, like, like it's, it's, if you're not looking at stress, you're not fi- really fixing the problem. But just remember, it's not only stress. You've got to look at digestion. You've got to look at all these other areas. You've got to look at lifestyle. You know, what's happening in their lifestyle? Are they eating the right things? You know, you've got to be, you got to be, um, you know, having good fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, organic if we can have that. But it's not always possible, but as much as we can, we need okay, to. Okay, so which has brought up a good point again. Yeah. Keep doing that. All these experts that know so much. Um, with the time, six years with working with Peter Mullen, um, have you noticed an increase? Uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't go through a day where I'm not seeing somebody with thyroid, um, some degree of thyroid issues. And it's, it's, it's just, 
you know, it's, and that's why I guess that's what got me interested in it because I was just noticing more and more people are involved, and it's and it's not, it's not that I, I just don't believe our current way that we're treating is the correct way. So we've got to get much better. Yeah. It? So it's not the same for everybody. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So everyone has to be. You can't just give one medicine that's going to fix everything. You've got to look at the individual. You know, some degree, like, you know, that, those people, lovely people that rang in today, yeah. some people have got different aspects. So circulation could be part that we need to deal with. Yeah. But if you're not looking at everything, you've got to, you've got to look at the digestion. You've got to look at toxicity. You've got to, what about heavy metals? You know, we're in, you know, we've got a lot of that sort of stuff because heavy metals can really play a big part in um, how efficiently those those um, nutrients are being used. Those so hormones. if people have a lot of questions, you have a meeting coming up about this. Yeah, next Tuesday I'd get in quick. Look, it really is a popular subject. David and one of the other practitioners coming on next week are going to talk lots yeah. more about yep. this. Yep. So, yeah, we've got um, – I'm doing an educational talk next Tuesday night. And the, we're so passionate about you don't have to have it, Dave. This, this is the whole yeah. point. It doesn't have to exist. So, so and, what's that phone number we can call if we'd like to have some more details on it? So so you can go to the mullenhealth.com.au okay, the website, and book yeah. in or you've got your pens, 49614075. And look, Peter's away. I remember I told you that. We're getting, the, while Peter's away, the mice are playing. <laughs> and two days to go, there's a spe- special gift from Peter on their website. So I really encourage you to get there. Thank you for look. today, yeah. gentlemen. So good to have you here, David. Yeah. Thank you Thanks, very much. David. Yes, Great. David Maston with us and Wallace Consultant Philip Rankin. Thank you so much. That's Health and Wellbeing, 2 in your RFM.